All right, now now I think we're actually it. We are. We are live. Welcome to the ETC podcast that's exuding that Christianity, which if you're trying to figure that one out, we'll explain later. Uh, but a podcast is dedicated out there for encouraging and inspiring people as Christians to, to you know, whatever it is that you want to talk about, whatever it is that we're going to talk about, that's what this podcast is going to be about. It's off the cuff, it's somewhat unscripted, and hopefully helpful in your walk in your Christian faith. Well, hi, I'm Jeremy. <laughs> and I'm Robert. Um, and so this uh, Exude That Christianity podcast, or Exuding That, are we going with Exuding? Is it Exude or Exuding? How would so we want to put it? I looked up the definition of Exude. Don't do the first one. And the first one was to discharge slowly and steadily. Yeah, this isn't a moisture or smell or yeah. anything like that. No, but rather display strongly and openly an emotion or quality. And so that's what we're trying to do. Um, so yeah, I think exude. I think exude I think we that. keep it at exude and not exuding. Yes, we don't want to add any. But if you want to go deep dive, if you look at the ETC, and then we go another way of saying it's an etc., where we're basically talking about other things or the rest of stuff. So whereas we have another podcast in development that's going to be kind of more into. Uh, more of the Christian, like extreme yeah, more Christian theology, talk, more yeah. theology mm-hmm. kind of talk, straight out of the Bible kind of talk. Whereas this one is the offshoot. We are the, uh, the the. I don't how do we? Is it politically correct to say redheaded stepchild? Yeah, the, we're so be, we're the redheaded stepchild is, of the podcast from this. We want to share. We're real people with the real faith, and we're going to tell real stories and things that we've experienced and how we navigate life together um this uh, this podcast is part of a larger project called anchor in the storm outreach which is part of a small group thing that we had just kind of started as an accountability group it, it turned into something so much more because we're spending so much time together and we're having conversations and inevitably because christ is our center christ becomes a topic of conversation so we're hoping to kind of capture that in a bottle right something that's happening naturally out there we just want to bring those conversations here in front of a microphone and yeah so we'll talk about all kinds of stuff because there's many times that we end up having these offshoot conversations and i'm sure everybody else does and if you even if you uh like how we've kind of gotten to know each other in the first place is just forming a group, a group of people who are kind of helping each other uh, in their walk, uh, accountability group for the most part. And with that accountability group, we've, we've all formed these good friendships where we can talk about just about anything and everything. Now, not everything is going to make it to the podcast, yes. but most things that we talk about, <clears throat> it could be anything from your pop culture, which uh, I'm is steeped in because that's all I do. Mm-hmm. Anything that I've done in my life basically has been around TV, movies, um, you know, mainly TV movies. But but now lately, it's, it's even gone into podcasts and uh, music for sure, uh, and many other things that influence me other than what I do as far as uh, my Christian walk at church. And, and, and I want, what my goal is, is that all these things that I'm doing, all these things that I'm watching, all these things that I'm taking part in, at some point will help me get back to the Christianity. Like just trying to enter in and watching a movie and thinking Christian themes possibly. And I'm not going to beat our heads over with Christianity or anything like that. There's things that are going to come out that may not be, but it's going to be, I guess, kind of based in on what I've grown up learning mm-hmm. and how 
uh, I use the the church and what they've instructed me and kind of and put out there for me. Everything that's laid out in the Bible that God's put out for us as far as our rules, uh, that's where I'm trying to bring it to, is, is, is those rules that are laid out by God um, and how we're following them and how can we attribute this to things that we encounter everyday life and, and everything that we do in life. And I think that's so important. I think that sometimes as Christians, we think we're not allowed to talk about some things. We're not allowed to like shows like The Simpsons or Family Guy or, you know, we're not allowed to do some things we think. Um, and I think it's just good to show that real side of it and have real discussions. And we're going to really explore some, um, I'm sure, some interesting and challenging topics. Uh, we're, we're not always going to agree about the minutiae. Is that the right word? Ooh. The minutiae. I know it's my vocabulary so word of the day. Yeah, exude minutia. minutia. And the first, some big words. This is a big podcast. So you need to be <laughs> very intellectual to enjoy this um but yeah so it, we may not always agree but we always we enjoy having these conversations because that's how we learn um but we're also <clears throat> when i say we're real friends and we're also horrible horrible to each other um i always say that we we're designed to lift each other up so we figure if we just break each other down a little bit we don't have to lift each other up as far so actually the name of the podcast <clears throat> comes from us making fun of Robert's prayer one time. And how was, bad is this? It's, 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 how bad is this to start off a podcast is is we're going to start we're off in Christianity, <laughs> but we're going to bash the guy who uh, got a little too wordy on his prayer. It was a good prayer. Uh, I don't remember anything of it. I just remember at the end uh, a plea from Robert for us to exude that dramatic pause. Christianity and it was a beautiful thing and we all laughed but that's that's just it like it's that's the whole point we want to exude that Christianity and sometimes it doesn't always come out in the best words so who out there as if you've been hit up with uh, leading in a prayer you don't and, and it, this is just in my nature I, I, I do a lot of stuff and you know I've worked in radio I've, I've done a couple of things as far as public speaking so I want a different angle mm -hmm. I want a different approach and I was just looking for something different, and that popped in. And when that came out, it really took—I <laughs> hope I didn't take away from the prayer. <laughs> but, it, but it was what I was wanting. I want us all—and whenever you're—you know, you always say, well, let us—you know, we, I want to do this, and let me do it in your name. Let me do everything mm -hmm. out there in honor of you, God. And, and then— it, I guess exuding was just about the only thing that popped in my head as far. And I don't know where it came from, but it just did. I think God put it there for a reason. And that's and, why we're here. And now we have the et cetera podcast, <laughs> the ETC podcast. And I think it's perfect. And it happened real. And, and um, now I don't say prayers anymore. Yeah, I'm well, pretty basically. much uh, completely out because people made fun of me. Yeah, and now I don't drop. pray. What, I, a, I just, what a mic drop. I put thumbs on the table so that no one can let me uh, be the man leading it. So Well, I, I think it's spot on, though, uh, trying to walk out our faith and it be that uh, I know uh, I've always said this I don't want people to hear a, a pastor or a preacher speaking at my funeral and wonder why they never met that guy right I don't want anybody to be surprised about what I live for who I serve and why I serve others it's not just because Jeremy is such a good person it's because I serve such a good God and he's he's out of my love for him I want to do these things and so um, I'm excited so I guess we'll get into the the meat of the the episode, which um, when he said slightly unscripted, he he really meant it because he gave me a like a name of a thing he might talk about, which is all I'm going to do. Like whenever we get prepped and ready, I'm just going to get through like the night before. I'm going to say, you know, just whatever, whatever's mm -hmm. come to my mind or is something that's been laying on my heart, you know, something along those lines or 
it could be an experience. And we delved into this uh, experience that I had uh, not too long ago. And I'm sure there's probably plenty of fathers out there and mothers as well that are running into some of these issues that we run into uh, every day. Um, and this one happens to be the fact that we have uh, so many off days here lately and being able to spend time with, with kids and everything. And you're trying to figure out uh, what you can do as a team. One of the things that my son and I have been doing a lot here is cooking together which is a great, great pastime. And to get inspired to do these kind of things, we, we watch some TV. You know, you got plenty of food channels that are out there that you can watch stuff. And you have some of the, how can I use this without trying to throw somebody out there, but on particular sites or particular um, uh, apps that are out there, you can watch particular shows and everything that are set for those apps. Yeah. So a show that's not on one of the networks, it's a small 15, 20 minute, and it's talking about hamburgers. Where could we go wrong with this? Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's talking about, you know, different types of hamburgers. And it says, Ted, that's not his name, but, you know, Ted is looking at trying to find out the history of hamburgers and going over different forms of hamburgers. I'm like, hey, we can get a little <laughs> experimental with hamburger making. Where could you go wrong on that? And what did I do? I did not thoroughly vet a hamburger show for language or anything of that nature. Now... And now everyone sees where this is going. Mm -hmm. Mere moments into this broadcast, as we're sitting there watching it, and this guy's prepping a hamburger, drops an F-bomb. And I'm like, really? Really? At, you're making a hamburger. Mm -hmm. And he even talks about the fact that he's a little uh, uh, embarrassed about what he just let slip because his daughter is helping him in filming this. And I'm like... Really? <laughs> like, you don't want to just, if, if you are already feeling embarrassed about it, you know, there's editing techniques that once you record this, yeah. you can go back, edit that piece out. And then not only you won't have to be embarrassed for what your daughter just heard you say, but maybe you won't have to be embarrassed about what the country just heard you say. And no doubt. But it, it just, it, it baffles me. It, it was the same feeling I got when we watched a great movie called Wolverine, where it delves into the comic does very well throughout now yeah there's some words here and there but nothing to the degree of 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 the f-bomb mm -hmm. and then maybe 20 minutes left in the movie there's the f-bomb and there's no doubt about it when he says it and you're just like really i mean why why do we have to do this why is this and mainly concerned not for me because i understand and i know it's a bad word and i know i'm not going to use it at least i hope i don't and but I've got a I've got a child. I've got a son that's with me now. Granted, he's he's getting up there in age. Not too much though. He's still, uh, you know, right at around ten to eleven time age. And and you don't want your kid exposed to that kind of stuff. And you know, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. He's probably exposed to this at school. There's always going to be that one kid. We always had that one kid in our neighborhood that was cussing up a storm. And, and you learn your words. But you also learn where not to use them and all that. But I just don't want him exposed to it while we're watching a show about hamburger making. You know? Yeah, I think that's so so interesting. Uh, I, I, I'm curious what your son's um, reaction was, because I think that's going to be the most indicative. Well, thankfully, uh -huh. the reaction was what it needed to be, which was, ooh. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we don't use that word, do we? And he's like, no. And I'm like, so, okay. Literally over the weekend, which is funny because you didn't tell me this story till literally just now. <laughs> but over the weekend, my son was trying to, he's playing a game called Oblivion. And if you play video games, you know, this is a, it's a little bit older, but it's an open world game. And he's trying to do this quest. He's got to go talk to this guy and he can't figure this out. So what has happened is he's actually lost in a 
important item that he was supposed to use for the mission. So he's trying to figure it out. So he's looking up YouTube videos and he, he, get, he hands me my phone that he asked to borrow to look this video up to figure out how to do it. And the volume's off. So I turn the volume up and I mean, the guy's cussing every other word oh. and he's just, he's it's kind of walking through the, the mission, but this guy's dropping cuss words left and right. And so I said, Oh, and Braden says, yeah, that's why I turned the volume down. Oh, that's good. And it made me feel so good. Um, <laughs> that's better than the alternative, which is if your kid just throws a cuss word out there and it sounds practiced, right? I don't want my kid to sound like a good cusser. I remember my brother who's in the Marine Corps. I won't pick on the Marines for a second, but. My brother's in the Marine Corps, and I felt like he didn't know how to, like, he, I don't know if he cussed much before, but I remember hearing him cuss one time thinking that didn't sound like a very well-practiced cuss. And, and it's weird to think that you don't want people to be practiced, but it sounded weird. So if it sounded polished, I would be concerned. I'd be like, what is your kid saying at school? Well, I, well, and we had those moments, me and my friends in the neighborhood, we would always get together. We'd go out into the woods. We'd have fun. We've got bike trails and mm -hmm. all this stuff. We had forts that you would go to back when it was safe to leave your house mm -hmm. outside of 50 meters, you know. Gosh, back in the, the dark ages. Back in the dark ages where you could actually ride your bike to another neighborhood. It's crazy, I know, uh, staying Showing out your until age. dinner. Showing your age. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, but we would have these moments of where we would all get around and we would practice the cussing because you just did not know how to use it would be very awkward and everything but we were learning new words but we also knew these are words that we do not need to say in front of our parents we pro probably get the nice little board of education on us real quick mm -hmm. or you know some form of punishment where we couldn't ride our bikes or something along those lines if they heard it. or washing your mouth out with soap which technically yeah. i never did that but it's great in the movies yeah, no doubt. So I, I think it's interesting because it, it really brings into kind of clear picture this um, how things change over time. So I, I'm big on checking like parents guides when we're out to watch a movie and stuff. Like I really want to watch James Bond movies with my kid because spy movies are awesome. Oh, yeah. But spy movies are known. Right. James Bond particularly. You always got a Bond girl. You always got a Bond car. Yeah. Right? But the good thing about the old Bond movies, it's kind was of it, it was always implied, yeah. you know, you had, you know, James is getting with the lady and then all of a sudden you see a train mm -hmm. and you know some kind of cut, cut away to another yeah. shot and then the next thing you know he's leaving and exactly. like putting a shirt on or getting shot at and that's what you got to hope for um, but I've noticed even uh, I think it was the first men in black I think one of the first lines in it is GD matter of fact I don't remember what we were watching over the weekend um, we were watching either YouTube videos or something and they they blurred out that like they bleeped out the a word but right. they left gd in it same thing with jumanji the mm -hmm. most recent jumanjis the fallback you know everyone has phrases that they want to get noted for mm -hmm. one of the characters in jumanji his phrase is gd mm -hmm. it is constantly used in the movie if if you were just counting and everything you'd run out of fingers on his fingers and toes yeah. for the most part is how many gds was used in that movie and i'm like well my kids were wanting to watch jumanji and now I'm really not wanting to watch it because they're just, in, I mean, not even holding back on that. Yeah, I, I just try to, and, and, and with language, it's so hard because it's, you, I mean, you'd have to watch a whole movie just to watch it again later to determine if the language is too bad. Um, and so I rely really on those parents' guides. And I hope, uh, a lot of times, I'm, I may be a little bit more, la certainly more than my parents were, um, but I'm very, I'm, I'm a lot more critical of like violence and gore I, if it's aliens or like monsters that aren't real or robots. And stuff or robots, yeah, then I'm 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 fine with it, man. As long as I know that my kid's not gonna have any trouble 
like breaking reality from what this is. Um, but unfortunately, the way the world's going, and reality is, I mean, yeah, a lot worse than some of this fantasy stuff that's out there. And and I was looking at the the evolution because and I know you're not going to know this, but back in the day, uh, TV it, it was extremely like what's what's the word? I guess well kept in order. Like Lucy and Desi could not sleep in the same bed. Mm-hmm. And if you notice it, and I'm pretty sure it was that show, if it's not that show, it may have been the Dick Van Dyke show, but they, one of them had to have a foot on the floor if they were in the same bedroom and everything. Someone's foot had to be touching the floor along those lines. And, and, and again, I think you even had separate beds wow. for Lucy and Desi back in the day. Well, and I then, think boy, was, have we evolved from that. Was it the Brady Bunch? Was it that? Like, it was, like, dramatic that the mom and dad would be in the same bed. Oh, right? yeah, Maybe. Yeah. So, wow, the controversial Brady Bunch. And then Groundbreaking. Now, yeah. then, you, then you move <laughs> up to NYPD Blue where you're seeing naked butts and oh, stuff no. of Dennis Franz. You know, that, that made a lot of headlines, too. And then, then the, you just notice more and more of the language. Now... I've, I've looked back and, and, and what all it stemmed from as far as really paying attention to what was being put out on the airwaves, it all goes back to George Carlin. Do you even know who George Carlin yes, is? Yes, yes, I've Okay, heard good. I'm, I'm glad you didn't age me there. I but, do have the History Channel. So <laughs> <laughs> amongst his bits, which his favorite bits got to be the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have stuff for this, you got stuff for that, you got a pile of stuff, you know, that kind of thing. But he also, back in 1972, on radio, not on TV, discussed the seven words that you can't say on TV. Now, we're not obviously going to say them here. Um, and don't Google insert, it. I'll just insert some <laughs> casual beeps here. But it's a think, lot of, yeah, They'll it's think a, you're saying something. <laughs> it's a lot of words that you can't definitely use on TV, uh, much less on radio. And uh, there was an actual court case that was brought to or came up from all that. And it basically laid down the ground rules. Yeah, you can't say those seven words. And then anything that's basically obscene or a nuisance was, I think, the terminology that they were used, you know, used ad nauseum. And so TV, for the most part, was regulated by the FCC on what they could and couldn't say. And then they actually developed, and I'm not sure if it was based on that that court ruling, but there were times of the day that were allowed for a lot of, mm. of constraint and that was 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., the, the time normally where children are going to be watching. Is, it was the thought process into it. And then anything after 10 it is not really no holes barred, but keep in mind, you know, for the most part, you can get away with some things more so than what you could from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And that's why you're signing out live and which I got in trouble for. I couldn't watch mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live after one night when I repeated one of the words that they oh, no. said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, you, you have moments like that. And then you go back, and, and we were just looking at some of the classic TVs, and you just never see these kind of things, and you just see how that has evolved. And at the same time, people talking in, in, in the way that the culture is, mm-hmm. we have evolved with our words. And sometimes some of these words that are out there, I'm not going to repeat them, that, that are were strong back then aren't as strong today now f-bomb's still strong mm-hmm. uh b-words not yeah. as much and and a lot of things on tv like i don't like my kids watching friends mm-hmm. you know i don't like my kids watching particular shows just because of the nature um and then the the words that that the people are using thankfully 
you have some channels that are dedicated to kids that you can flip it to. Because basically, after that little hamburger incident, we watched uh, uh, nothing but episode after episode of Henry Danger just because I knew it was safe. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have to worry about it. But how many people are on pins and needles every time uh, we have something like this going on? And if it wasn't for the U.S. Supreme Court ruling that happened back in 72, uh, it probably could have been worse. But there was there has been a lot of research done. I was looking at a couple of articles from the HuffPost and some from the Washington Post that was talking about the fact and, and Alan Wurzel he was one of the guys he's a, a research guy for broadcast uh, studies and everything for NBC and everything that's going on with them they get the, they field the complaints and things of that nature and he said standards are constantly evolving policy and rules uh, and words that we use have changed over the years because society has changed and so that's kind of what they you know there's certain phrases that you see back in old movies that aren't exactly kosher, that are being, you know, now it, it seems like it's old hat and it doesn't bother. Conversely, there are some words back in the day that meant something entirely different that used today would not fly, you know. Yeah, and I think that, that the issue or the kind of what creates the biggest obstacle is these limitations or these rules have been very subjective, right? They use words like you said, um, nuisance. Well, okay, well, how do you define what a nuisance is? And that's what the network's complaint <clears throat> is. How can you define that? What, what do you... But, so that's why over time, though, because yeah. it was subjective then, as we've kind of allowed more and kids are being exposed more at a younger age, we've kind of dialed back some of those things. So now, like, where's that age? Where's that age where they they say that, you know, kids are, you know, going to repeat stuff a lot more and stuff like that? It's it's, it's and, 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 and here's where I'm afraid I'm overthinking it, because there's times when I go back and I look at some of the movies and some of the TV shows that I watched as a kid and I didn't pick up on the language that was being we watched an old episode of the 18 like the actual 1980s 18 mm -hmm. not the most modern day one or anything and um and there were slight cuss words not you know your d's mm -hmm. your s's stuff like that were thrown in there i just i do not recall that being in the 18 tv shows i guess i just wasn't paying attention or it didn't grab me you know i watched movies like cannonball runs swamp thing I think my mom had a little bit of trepidation after watching that in the theater. But if anyone is out there who saw the actual, I guess it was in the 80s uh, Swamp Thing, you'll understand what I'm saying. But, uh, you know, things like that, I just didn't grasp onto any of the innuendos that were going mm -hmm. on, much less the language. And I'm kind of hoping, well, maybe I'm overthinking it and I'm thinking he's picking up on it because I'm picking up on mm -hmm. it. Well, maybe he's doing the same thing I did when I was a kid and not really and paying just, attention to that, paying attention more what Murdoch's doing or what VA's doing. And I think that, and that was kind of what I was going to ask, pose as a question. Like, what do you think is the biggest challenge as a parent, right? As I've got two kids of my own and twins on the way, how do we navigate those choppy waters? And for me... Um, <clears throat> I giggle and get uncomfortable. And also I look at my wife, right? Cause I'm, as much as I'm concerned about Brayden, which is my son, my oldest son, as much as I'm concerned about Brayden, not hearing or repeating it. Like if I've co-signed on this movie, like I know I'm going to get in trouble by mama. If, if something happens, if a scene starts, I'm like sweating. Yeah. I'm this like, is your do, choice. I, do I fast forward? That was your <laughs> choice, Jeremy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, um, but it is, it's hard because, uh, you know, I, I give my kid a lot of credit for what he does and doesn't pick up. Um, and so I think, and like you said, to your point, I think sometimes I give him too much credit. And then sometimes I think he's older and he's so mature sometimes and we'll have conversations. And then other times he'll act so much like that childlike wonder about the most silliest of things. Like he'll giggle at like a fart. 
and like it'll remind me that he's just a little kid right right and so i i think that's a challenge but what would you say for you i guess and then you can even talk about how you held that situation well and it's basically and how i reacted to that one now that he's a little bit older and he understands when i'm saying something like it, it, it's got to mean something that has some has something behind it but i address it right off the bat and uh, basically that's how we do it if there's a word that comes across like my wife likes cobra kai well, Cobra Kai is littered with, mm-hmm. with words and things that are out there. And so basically we address it right off the bat. You know, not to say that, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. And then we just drive on. Now, had it been a little bit younger, we probably would have shut it off and just found yeah. something, you know, back to Henry Danger again. You know, something along those lines. Um, but as, the, as our kids have gotten older, it's basically just a little reminder out there. Hey, don't use it. I know, Dad. I know. Not to use that word. Gotcha. All right. Well, as long as you're tracking, then we can keep on watching this. May not be good for Ferris Bueller yet, but yeah, eventually yeah, yeah. we're going to get you up to the point where you can start watching that as an adult and, and, and you and I can share and enjoy a good movie. But not that you've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but uh, I like addressing it right off the bat. Now, how do you counter this as well? There used to be some great things. One, creative writing. If you could ever find a show that has creative writing, Battlestar Galactica is my prime example, not the most recent one, but back in the 70s, they created their own language. So FRAK, F-R-A-K, was basically their expletive. Whenever something happened, ah, FRAK, you know, something Mm -hmm. along those lines, it was just uh, their swear words, but not a swear word. Mm -hmm. Ingenious. You know, and you have some of those issues where you see in probably mostly science fi- uh, sci-fi because they can come up with their own languages and everything. Uh, you, you, you feel safe there. But whenever you see the writing, and there are a few of the shows that you see on Disney and things like that where you can see where they're being creative with it as well. There's, mm-hmm. there's a few shows out, outside of that that are on the NBC, ABC, and everything that where you can see where that's um, in the creative writing sense where you're not going to get in any kind of trouble. Um, but one thing too, is to see, uh, people who monitor and one of the other old schools before I get to the monitoring was, uh, there used to be an MGM store in the mall back when there was like indoor malls. And the best thing about the MGM store was any MGM movie that they had, they had an edited version for you to be able to get that had the cuss words bleeped out. Now there's systems that you could buy at one time. I don't know. I guess I probably didn't do that much research on this. There were systems you can buy to connect to your TV that can take care of that as well that will automatically bleep out. I don't know if that still exists now. The things would be fried after about one week being on TV nowadays. (laughs) Um, But, uh, and then the, the, so what I was wanting to get to as well was some of the research. So you mentioned it too, is uh, looking up on, and I guess we can endorse them. IMDb mm-hmm. is perfect That's exactly because the way you, you'll go straight into the ratings portion and it's going to tell you on the violence and you click on the violence and it's going to tell you what, why it's violent. And it's going to tell you why there's uh, some kind of warning for sexual uh, preferences that may be in the movie or language and then you look at the language and sometimes they'll even tell you when it's going to happen yep. and sometimes I can do that where I'm like oh, it's time to fast forward at one minute and yep. six seconds because I know they're about to let one go yeah hey Braden will you go give me some popcorn yeah yeah That's yeah exactly yeah. Time. <laughs> oh, let's start talking loud yeah, and yeah. half in this movie great I so <laughs> I, I did the exact thing I, I can't remember uh, it might have been one of the Mission Impossible movies I think because I figured those were a little bit safer yeah I was on edge watching that the other day and so I did I, I told Braden I, so I started having I made him make eye contact with me and so I'm like okay we're going to ride this wave out together, man. Because if I look at the TV or if you look at the TV, you're in trouble by me and I'm in trouble by mom. <laughs> so um, that's funny. But, yeah, I, I absolutely use IMDb. And then you have pages, too. And I used to use this quite often as the Dove. The Dove channel 
will actually do reviews and tell you what they think. You know, is this movie? Well, probably not for kids this certain age. Yes, there is some language. Yes, there is some violence. But there's violence, you know, maybe killing robots, not people. You know, it'll have those uh, broken down in there. And that's a really good source. And I'm sure there's probably some other sources out there. But those are the two that I really rely on. IMD, probably IMDb's more what I use now because it's just easily accessible. I got I'm sure Dove probably has an app too, but uh, digging up that app, digging up the movie, having it within seconds. If the movie's already started, which we did with our most recent viewing of one of the Mission Impossibles, yeah. I was able to get through there really quick because I was like, oh, I see where this could be heading. Yeah. And and then naturally, and thankfully it said, you know, no, no issues. Uh, the, the the biggest issue is that you can see her back. Like it's a low cut back yeah. dress. And I'm like, well, I can deal with that. That, yeah. that part I can deal with, so. And I think it's important, and I, I kind of want to stress this part of it because I, I don't want people to be confused as they listen. I don't think that you're less of a Christian if you use some swear words. Um, I think uh, I, you want to have the heart. I remember uh, I was working alongside a guy who at the time was the pastor of the church that I currently serve at. And um, he was we were installing some stuff, and he, he hit his finger on something. He didn't hit it with a hammer, but he did something to it that didn't look very uh, – like, didn't look like it felt very good. And he said booger. And like he meant booger, like he'd have to catch himself and then say booger. He didn't like, you know, a last second audible to booger, <laughs> like booger was what was in his heart. And so I think that um, as Christians and as parents, certainly, because a lot of this is talking about parenting, I think it's important to learn your threshold. Um, and I said, some things you're just going to feel uncomfortable with, right? So um, when when my wife got saved, the things that she was watching, she could no longer watch. It just erupted her spirit differently. And so I think it's important to encourage everyone out there who's listening, like, find that where that line is for you. And, and as you know, your kids, it, it's, it's going to be different, right? So um, obviously, I think that there's a right and a wrong way to carry ourselves. And um, so even if it doesn't say it explicitly in the Bible, I take potential stumbling blocks for others as a big thing. And so as someone who gets in front of people and preaches, I take it very seriously that I probably don't need to be out, you know, cussing every other word because I'm going to lose credibility. I probably don't need to be at the bar on the weekends, you know, throwing back margaritas, throwing back shots because it could be a potential stumbling block. Now, I'm not saying any of those things isolated in, a, in and of themselves are necessarily 100% bad, but I am saying that if it can be a potential stumbling block, I really try to avoid those and I, and I weigh the pros and cons of, all right, so we're going to watch the James Bond movie. Is it worth whatever lesson can be learned or whatever fun entertainment can be had to have to worry about this scene or two and if that if that isn't like if you're not comfortable with that just don't do it just avoid it use those reviews and parents are nice enough to go in there and say hey you know i you know and because some people's thresholds are a lot higher and then some people's are a lot lower so i think you should be sensitive to yourself and don't again i don't want anybody to think that because they let a bad word slip out that they're somehow less christian right i, I want them to certainly examine their heart and say well where's that coming from um, if, if that's something I've learned, well, I need to I need to unlearn it. I need to be, you know be transformed by the renewing of my mind daily. And so uh, I just I really like I said I, I worry that people are gonna think oh well they're saying all cussing's bad. Well okay no I don't think you should cuss somebody out because you're supposed to love people. But if if a word slips out you you know you stub your toe you hit your pinky toenail on something. You know, it's it's perfectly human. I'm taking the Will Ferrell approach to that. So nowadays, if I stump my toe or do something silly, and it something's coming out, I'm like fiddlesticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something along those lines. But uh, and that, and that's that. You know, it, it, just trying to. I feel bad if I were to let a word 
throw out there in front of my kids or even if they're in another room and I'm stumping my toe, I don't want them hearing any kind of bad word because I just don't want them to go around and repeat that. I had a grandfather that, that, that cussed like a sailor because he was one. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and so it's just one of those things where it was always around me. I don't think I necessarily used it because I was going to church quite often and I was told what was right and what was wrong. And I I think for the most part, if I had said any of the words that my grandfather was saying at some point in time, I probably would have gotten a nice little uh, reminder not to from my parents and everything. So. Well, I think I'm going to ask as we kind of put the bow on this discussion for now, um, I- I'm going to ask the question I think everybody at home, anybody listening has probably been thinking about. Um, how did the hamburgers, did you make hamburgers? Did you, did, did you make so the hamburgers? So the hamburger, they, they, well, so we did watch, the episode was extremely short. And then after that, there wasn't any other issues. I, I think if there would have been one more word out there, and I think after he had stated that he was embarrassed, uh, because his daughter was, you know, in, in part of filming this, that he didn't do anything else stupid as far as that was concerned. Uh, the burger he made did not look very appealing, <laughs> but we may give it a shot. I, I can't remember if something attributed to uh, historically something that was happening in Mississippi where they took breadcrumbs, uh, put it into the hamburger and then made the hamburger. No, maybe a little bit of salt, maybe a little bit of pepper, but no other things and he was talking about how great it was he didn't really good, do a good job of selling the the, the great taste of the yeah. hamburger when I, just, it's all I pictured in my head i pictured this beautiful scene where you've watched that episode and you and your kid or you're you know you're making the hamburger patties and you're throwing them on the grill and you're it's just nice wholesome bonding and then he drops the bad word and you smack him with the spatula yeah that's it that's, that's how it's <laughs> happen that way yeah. <laughs> you just want you just don't want to share that with everybody no um awesome well i, I think that we should uh we'll end this episode the way we'll end every episode and i think we're gonna end it in prayer um i think it's important uh, to have a healthy prayer life and i think it's important to pray together with people and so um i'll just kind of start and then we'll uh we'll call this a wrap on episode one the the pilot episode if you would mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it um but god we just thank you for this time thank you for an opportunity to share our lives and and fun lessons um not just with each other but god with anybody who you might have listened God, I pray that this would bless and encourage and inspire people. God, I I pray that we would be careful and cautious with our words and know that the power that is in them, God, and we thank you for the power of your word, that it never comes back void, that it is always successful, God. And we pray that over um, ourselves, our our podcast, God, the the project, and uh, everybody who's listening, God. But we thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, notice I didn't say the prayer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll insert some sort of jingle. You've been listening to Exude That Christianity Podcast, part of the Anchor in the Storm outreach. We hope you like what you've heard, and if you're looking for more resources, look us up online at anchorinthestorm.net. There, you will find links to our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and much more.